Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hello everyone, Tara Williams here with the Mom Manual. I have another amazing guest for you, something totally different today. Holly Haynes is a business strategy and she runs the podcast called Crush the Rush. She is a mom of two that are twins and fun fact, she runs her business with her husband. So excited to welcome Holly to the podcast today and learn all about business strategy. Holly, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is, I was telling Holly before we started, most of our podcast listeners are pregnant or new moms. And it's like, but those are the women who are making moves and doing things and getting these side businesses. So this is my jam. I love business. I love business strategy. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's jump in. Can you just tell us what you do, how you got into it, all the things? Yeah. So my name is Holly Haynes. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. My story is a little bit different. So I have a 22 year corporate strategy background. I thought like that was the end all be all. I was going to have this career and that was just kind of how life was going to work. And then I had my twins sort of a little bit later in life. And I just remember driving to work one day at the time they were like 18 months old. And I was just like, I don't know if this is like the thing that I want to do. And really what that meant is I was like, man, I can't put them on the bus. I can't get them off the bus. Like when you work in corporate, sometimes the flexibility is not what you think it is. And it was just really hard for me to be present and do the things that I wanted to do as a wife and a mom and have the career that I wanted to have. And so you know, I thought when I got to this certain level that I would have more flexibility, like, oh, I have a door where I can shut the door in my office, or I have a team and I can do the things. And it just felt like it wasn't that I didn't like it. It just felt that something was off, like something was different. Um, And so I sort of dabbled into, okay, well, how can I make like what I have work? Cause I had worked so hard to get to where I was. So I started doing like mentorship inside the companies that I worked for, or really thinking about like, how can I help young women and girls and what does that look like? And then in January of 2020, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm, I think I'm just going to do something totally different and I'm going to do what I do in my day job, which is corporate strategy for fortune 500 companies. And I'm going to try to do it for small business owners. I had no idea like what it would turn into. I had no idea. I didn't think that I would be able to replace my corporate salary at this point in my career. I just thought, Hey, let's just see what we can do. So I hired a coach and I was like, tell me how to do the thing. Like I had the business background, which a lot of people don't, but I didn't have like, how do you build it in this like online world? And then the pandemic hit. So I'm, you know, three months in, we had decided at that point to start a podcast and I was just like, what do I do? Like, here I am talking about time blocking and, you know, not super important topics and the world is literally shutting down. 
Uh, but also, right. But also at the time my twins were in kindergarten. So I always yeah. say, if you try to teach two kindergartners how to read on a zoom call, like it's just, it was a, it was just a really stressful time. Yeah. So long story short, we kept sharing like what we were doing and, and how we were growing the business. And I think it really resonated because it was very real life. Like I'm working full time. I have two young kids. We're all at home. Um, and it sort of caught on. And so our podcast grew really fast, which then led to the business model that we have now. But it started out with just this like idea um, and sort of was fueled from there. I love that so much. And I'm sure there's a lot of women on this podcast or listening to podcasts right now that can resonate. For me, it was the exact same thing. Like I always imagined, it was weird. I had this almost two life paths for myself. And one was, I was going to wait until I was 40 to have a child. I was going to have one baby and I was just going to go all in on my career and have a fancy life and like travel the world with my husband. And then the other idea was I was going to have kids super young and I was going to have a whole bunch of them. And when I met my husband, he's actually nine years older than me. And so when we were dating, he he was previously married with three other children. So we have seven kids total. So when we were dating, he said, listen, if you want that first, that second life with the four kids, like we have to start right away because he's like, I don't want to be like 50, 55, like having kids. So he said, that's what I prefer. And he's like, let's do that. So I had my first child when I was 25 and then my next child was 26 and 27 and then 30. So, you know, I had all my kids right away, but even when I was 25, I was not understanding as far along as you, but I was really making steps and I had, you know, decided like, I'm going to still work. This is important to me. It's what I love. It gives me a sense of purpose and value. And, you know, for me, I didn't find that same sense in motherhood. I really found it more on the career side. And so I was so split on how to do both. And it's not to do both well. It's just like, how do you survive doing both? So this whole idea of being able to step back. And when we talk about corporate America, like, it is not designed for women. (laughs) It's not, yeah, it's so different now, too. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's changed because I haven't been in it in you know, quite a few years. I started working at startup companies, um, after I had kids, but right away, I mean, and I shouldn't say it's not designed for women, it's not designed for mothers or maybe parents mm-hmm. in general because it is not flexible. And I do think the pandemic shifted so much with now you don't have to go to the office, you can work from home, like that really broadens the time you can spend as a family. But okay, so you had this, this kind of come to Jesus moment, you're driving and you're like, this is not working for me. Pandemic hits, you start the podcast and then what happens next? So, I mean, I didn't have a ton of time. So I always say like, I literally maybe had eight to 10 hours a week to build this business. And so I had to be really, really intentional with how I did it. And I honestly think that not pressure. I didn't really have pressure on myself because I honestly didn't think that I could make a ton of money doing it. It was more of like, let's just see what happens. But then once you know, the message sort of resonated. I was like, oh, maybe this has legs. So I I hired a coach. I was not doing it by myself. Uh, We had the podcast, but one of my favorite sort of business strategy tips is look at your data. So I would Mm -hmm. look at the podcast episodes and I would look at like what episodes were the most popular? What are people asking me? A lot of it came down to how do you spend your time? What does your time look like? as a mom and a business owner and someone that's working full time. And so that's what I started talking more about. Uh, Eventually I decided that I was going to launch a course because I joke that like everyone thinks that 
owning an online business, you have to launch a course. Um, courses were, are not my thing though. I learned that the hard way. Right. Uh, I think I had like five people join or something, but what my thing is, is community and uh, podcasting. Like that's really where I've seen a lot of my growth, but I go back to community because I do really well when I'm able to teach like out loud and have conversations. And when I'm in group settings and I'm able to actually work with people and make a difference. And so once I realized that my audience is not the audience that is going to watch 17 hours of videos in a course, we then created products that really supported that, that community, because that's what I needed. I didn't have a community of entrepreneurs that I could lean on because I'd been in corporate for so long. Or if you're a stay-at-home mom, a lot of your stay-at-home mom friends probably don't talk about building businesses. And so when you do, they're kind of like, wait, I don't understand. And so for me, I had to figure out what did I need to do, but also to have that community of support. Uh, So we actually flipped the whole model at that point and launched a mastermind, Mm -hmm. like a a high-ticket mastermind. And what that meant was I was able to really dig into my my corporate background. Like I've been doing this for fortune 500 companies. Like why couldn't I do it for a smaller business, but I could do it in a way that really resonated with me and what I thought my audience wanted. And that was this like one-on-one support where you had community. And so when we did that, our whole model changed again, because now we were able to bring in the income that allowed me to have more flexibility, which then eventually allowed me to leave my corporate job. Yeah. Okay. There's so much there that I want to unpack. So I <laughs> like think the fast forward version. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. But I think for anyone listening, they're like, okay, wait, wait. You went from driving and saying this isn't a, a fit to now you have this like huge successful thing. Like, what were the points along the way? Like, how? Let's start with the coach because I think that's really interesting. Then you hired a yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. Actually, before we even get to the coach, can you tell us more in depth what your cover job looked like? Because I think that will get people a frame of reference on. You know, I'm assuming you have a leg up on kind of anybody else that's looking to do this. Well, what did that look like in your job? Yeah. So one thing that I like always forget to share, and I, I mean, sometimes it matters and sometimes it doesn't, but I have five business degrees. So I went to school Whoa. for a long time. I have a master's yeah. in strategy and in international business and marketing, um, sales. I don't even know, but I have, I had a lot of experience and my corporate job was working for, uh, I would say, you know, with the big five consulting firms and I would travel around the country and travel around Ohio and go in and I would say solve the most complex problems. So they would say, Hey, we really want to, you know, hire 17 people. How do we do that? Or we're looking at adding this new system to help with our HR processes. How do we add that in? And so I was creating the project plans and the the systems and the things that we were doing to actually make that come to life. It's way more complicated than that, but at a high yeah. level, that's what I was like, here's what you need to do. And then really held them accountable to make sure that they did that. And then at the end of my career, I was really focused in an area around customer experience, which okay. has been really fun because I feel like that's something that I've been able to incorporate into my teachings now when I work with small businesses, because I, I truly believe that like 80% of your income will come from 20% of your clients. Yeah. Or if you're thinking about time management, of your results come from 20% of where you spend your time. So really 
thinking about how do I pull in all this knowledge that I have from working with all these different companies? Like I was able to work with a lot of different teams, a lot of different companies, products, services, like how do I take all of that and apply it to a small business owner? And that's where I needed the coach because I was like, I have all these ideas, but I need somebody to like help me put it in a container that makes sense. Mm. And I think anyone needs that. Like you can't do it by yourself. I mean, you could, but I think you can get there a lot faster if you work with somebody that has like done it before, or if they have a business model that you like or a lifestyle that you like, and you can say, Hey, can you show me how you did that? So that was my first step. Okay. How did did you find that coach though? Uh, Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. But I'll go back. Well, I'll go back to I was really looking for the lifestyle. So she had a lifestyle and a business model that I could see myself leading, right? So when you okay. think about like hiring a coach, I always say like, well, what are they doing in their free time? How much are they working? What right. are they selling? Like is that something that you could see yourself do because that's what they're yeah. going to teach because that's what they know. Right. Um so yeah, I mean, I found her on on Instagram, but did a lot of research beforehand. I, I was gonna say because Instagram half the time is is a mirage, right? It's yeah. not people seem like they're living this amazing life, and yeah. and then it's something different. Okay, so you just literally went on Instagram. You're like, who is living the life I want? And this person was a coach, or just a person in your coach? No, no, no. She was a coach. Like she had a program okay. that I joined. So I researched okay. the program had a couple calls with her, told her what I wanted to do or what I thought I wanted to do. And I was like, I need the steps. Like I need somebody to tell me how to take all my knowledge and put it into something that's going to make sense in the online business world. So the outcome of that was let's create a podcast because I didn't have an audience. So I didn't have, Mm -hmm. like, I could try to sell something, but no one would buy because the only people that are following were like my friends from high school. Yeah. Um, So the podcast was really a way to like establish an audience, but I always feel like when you are looking to establish an audience, you want to become an authoritative figure in your space. And so it's a really great platform, as you know, that you can teach and share sort of your experience and what you know. So that was step two. Step three was we should try to make some money. So I'm going to put together a course. This was probably like five months in. I didn't have a great audience at the time. So I think we sold like five courses and I was like, okay, five courses at $200. Like that's not going to, that's not going to cut it. So yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like a mini course, but yeah, it was just kind of a less, a, a bump along the road. And I was like, okay, I don't think courses are my thing. What are, what is my thing? And then it sort of went back to Like, what do I know? What do I like doing? Where am I learning the most? I always say you're most likely your best client, like a couple of months or years prior. So if I looked at what I wanted and where I was at, and my goal was to help women in similar positions do the same thing, that's sort of where the mastermind made sense. So we launched the mastermind in the fall of 2020. And then long story short, I ended up leaving my job in 2022, in December of 2022. So it'll be two years here. Um, and that I think is so incredibly important because I also share the story of Dreamline Baby. That's the company I founded. And yeah. I had right away launched into it, but I was at the start of a company that shut its doors. So I was effectively laid off. Like I did not have a job. I would never, ever, ever in a million years have 
quit my job the day I saw at the company. But when I saw yeah. the story, that's where I was. I, I was unemployed. And then I felt so strongly and believed in the company and the future of it and just the product that I decided not to, I, I was on maternity leave. So it was like, I was on maternity leave, company shut down. So I was like, I'm going to finish on maternity leave. But I did not want to go interview. I should feel ethically right to like go interview and start a new job. I'm going to be all in, like knowing I'm already doing the side thing. I think it's very different if you have a job and then you come up with a side idea and you, you know, it's important to be a good employee. I, I'm an employer. I'm like, I don't really right. want people doing this during work hours, but you know, you're working four hours a week, there's weekend time, there's evenings, like you can make it happen. So to do it, it's a hustle for sure, but to kind of do it on the side. And I always say like, until you can replace your current income. And that can be six months, unlikely, but more likely like two years, it could be three years, but I don't think anybody should ever come up early and be like, that's it, I'm quitting my job. You know, like I'm going to just go do this and it can happen. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I would agree uh, when we were coming up with the plan, like once we figured out that this had legs and we were bringing in some income and we were sort of planning for the future, we came up with a one-year plan. So my whole goal was I didn't want to leave my corporate job and be waking up every day like, oh my gosh, how do I make money today? Because that's like the worst kind of life that I think you could live. And I didn't want that kind of pressure on like what I was trying to do. Today's episode was brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents use to help their baby sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. Hi, I'm Tara Williams, host of the Mom Manual and founder of Dreamland Baby. When my son Luke was six months old, he was still waking up every hour and a half. I was completely exhausted, frustrated, and at my wit's end. Sound familiar? My solution to create a gently weighted sleep sack that babies can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The award-winning doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack and Swaddle features our proprietary CoverCom technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to help naturally reduce stress and allow your little one to feel relaxed and sleep soundly. If you're struggling to get your baby to sleep for longer stretches and go down easier, you're not alone. This product was a game changer for my son and can be for your family too. And right now we've got a special discount exclusive to mom manual listeners. Use code MOMMANUAL15 at checkout to get 15% off site-wide. Isn't it time for you to invest in rest? So we had a plan in place, obviously, to bring money in, but we also had a plan in place of if nothing happens, this is how we're going to live for a year, knowing that that most likely wouldn't happen, but at least we had, we did have something in place. And then of course, going through all the things of like, okay, like benefits and 401k and retirement. And I think for me, the benefit was because I had been working so long, like we had really great, like nest eggs already started. It would have been a little bit different if I was, you know, in my early twenties, but we had a plan basically for one year to say, okay, we're going to do this for one year. We're going to go all in. Here's our plan as a family. This is what, you know, it looks like. And at the end of one year, we'll make a decision of whether to keep going or not. So once we had that, it felt a little bit less stressful. And I always would joke in the background. I'm like, well, if it doesn't work out, like 
I'm going to go sell pillows at Pottery Barn because I love Pottery Barn and I love to decorate. And that sounds really fun <laughs> to me. Yeah. So it's like, we had this like kind of running joke of like, well, we kind of have a backup plan. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't want it to be like, I have to make this amount of money every yes. single day, or I feel like it would just be miserable. So that was a really important step. And then I think having our family on board with what we were doing. So like to this day, my husband and I meet uh, once a week, we have like a financial monthly planning meeting. And then we have a weekly planning meeting where we're talking about like, this is what's happening in the business. This is what's happening with our family. Like this is what we need to pay attention to. And so that's just really helped that we're all on the same page and I'm not like running this in like a silo by myself. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes total sense. And I love when you say the family, you, your husband and your young twins, right? So they're like five mm-hmm. of the time. What yeah, I mean, they're not sitting them? in the financial meetings, but like we do have <laughs> on Sundays, like we do talk about like, hey, this is what's coming up this week. Or even now with our mastermind, we host our clients at our house once a year. And so they oh, all cool. come into town and we do like a big weekend retreat. And like my girls are here, my husband's here, like they come to the events with us. And so it's just become like, oh, mom has this going on for work this weekend or mom has this going on. But then like the next week, we might take like two weeks off and go do something else. And so it's just, we we're trying to like incorporate them. So I don't want to say balance, but we're like prioritizing. Some weeks are heavier in business. Some weeks are heavier in family and really navigating what that looks like. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think having that one year plan, it's just giving you a roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. So it's something to follow. So tell us a little bit about, and, and, you know, not trying the financial pieces, but what, what, what does that mean? Like in one month, you need to X amount of dollars or like X amount of time. Like how are you measuring success on that year plan? Yeah. I mean, we weren't measuring it by income because I, like when I left my job, I was not making my corporate salary, but I knew that I could, if I looked at the things that we had planned and if they went the way that I thought they would go. Um, So one of the things that we do is we always set like good, better and best goals. So like Mm -hmm. in a best way, it would be, you know, six and seven figures in a good way. It might be half that. And so we sort of set these like milestones along the way, but also we do, we're really big on quarterly planning. So like we'll sit down for three months at a time and be like, what's coming up? What are we offering? you know, at this point we had a team, what's our team doing? And so we're just really strategically thinking about what can we control? What are we doing? And then just making sure that everyone is aware of it. Uh, But going back to what I shared at the beginning, like it wasn't, you know, once a month, like, Hey, we made this much money. It was like, Hey, this is where we're at. And this is where we want to go. Does that make sense? Kind of thing. And sometimes you do have to take risks with different things. And sometimes you don't. So it's just, it's, I think the, the plan was having the open conversation so that everyone knew where we were at with things. Yes. I love that so much. Can you tell us for anybody who's listening, it's like, Ooh, I like, I have an idea. Like I want to maybe get it started. Like maybe give us like almost a case study or, or you can even use me. Like if I came to you and I said, Hey, okay, here's my idea. It's 2018, 2018. Yeah. I have four really young kids. I just left corporate world. I was laid off and I have this idea to start this weighted sleep sack. Like what, what, how could you help me? Tell me what that would look like. Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, there are two things. So I think the one thing that has helped me the most is having 
a vision or a mission that is bigger than just you. Right. Uh, so as an example, my, my first one was what I called the bus stop dream. And my goal was I wanted to put my kids on the bus and get them off the bus every day, which sounds like really ridiculous, but as you know, in corporate, that's really hard to do. Um, and so that's what sort of motivated me to like have the 5am work session or whatever that looked like. Now, because I've been able to do that, it's like, I want to help a hundred women leave their corporate job or create their dream job. Like, how do I do that? Right. Like, that's really motivating for me because I know yeah. that it's impacting like their families. So that would be step number one, because I think if you don't have that, you don't really have that like guiding principle or boundary to like, make sure that you're on the right path. Yeah. Um, and then the second tip would be much more tactical. And that is, I call it, what is your signature method? So like, what are you known for? Like, if you were going to help somebody, what are the steps that you would take them through? So with the, the weighted baby blankets, which I totally wish my girls had those, <laughs> we had like the sleep sacks, but they were not weighted yeah. and I'm yeah. obsessed with the weighted blanket. Like I love them. Um, I would think about like, who's the person that I'm talking to. And then what are the steps that you have to educate on to get them to purchase the weighted blanket? And usually it's yeah. like three or four steps. Yeah. And then that becomes the content that you share. Um, right. So if you're a, if you're a product, it's like, what are the things that they need to know? Like, what are you educating on to get them to purchase? If you're a service, it's like, what are the steps that you're taking to get them the transformation? Right. And then do you like take on a client and meet with them weekly or do they come into like a group of yours? Like how does, what does that kind of look like? Yeah. Well, we have different programs. So I do, um, strategic coaching for a, I'll say a handful of one-on-one -on -one clients, like, because you cap out at one-on-one -on -one really quickly. Cause it's all, you know, time it's just straight time back and forth. Yeah. Um, so we have a whole program that will walk our one-on-one -on -one clients through like everything you were talking about customer experience, like the intake and what does that look like and auditing your business. And then, we meet um, either every other week or for 90 minutes. Um, but then the other programs that I have, we have a seven week program called Anti-Social School. And it's basically how to build your business online without being dependent on the social drama. Yes. <laughs> That's a seven week program. So we meet once a week. Uh, but for me, it's really about how can I help as many piece of people as possible, but also manage my time so I'm not sitting on Zooms all day long. Yeah. Uh, and then in our mastermind, we do meet once a week um, and we use different tools where you can kind of communicate in between um, other meetings. And then we also have like in-person retreats and guest speakers and things like that. So it really depends on the, the program. But, you know, I would say as a mom, it's really important to me that my calendar is structured around like our family goals and our my kids schedule. So yeah. that's where some of those like group programs and even one-on-one -on -one coaching, like I'm very strategic about when they're offered and when I, you know, talk to clients so that I can make sure that I have time in the afternoon and evenings uh, as a family. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in this spot where um, at the time of this recording, it is, what date is it? October 19th, 19th. a few weeks. But we are like knee deep in Black Friday planning, which is our Super Bowl of the year. And I just, you know, I'm in that. And I have four kids. We just went to a new yeah. area. And it's like between sports and, you know, I, I I just feel like so overwhelmed with everything going on. And I love your idea on 
just having like a WhatsApp thing and having that. Because in the morning, I, I start my day at seven. Like my first call is at seven every morning. So I'm awake and working before my kids wake up. We we haven't any kids in the house. And so she gets the kids up and like, I don't see them in the morning. And this is one of those things where I feel in, you know, two years, five years, like and my kids are so cute right now. They're five, yeah. um, eight, 10, and 11. And they're just like, like such a fun young age. They still want to talk to me. They still want to hang out with me, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, if I didn't regret this in a few years when they're teenagers, and then am I going to wait until that time to be able to get my best friend free? Right? So it's yeah. like, there's this balance between grinding and doing it and then like literally missing your life. And when we look at kids, all the moms on the call, you know, you have your children for 18 years. And on the surface, that sounds like a very, very long time. But I can tell you, I have 11 year old and I literally have goosebumps right now for anyone who's watching as you can see. But she, I realized the other day, I said, she has been with me longer already than she will be with me. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. it made me almost want to cry because I was like, I really have with her, you know, until they're 18. Then they go to college and they live a life and they get married and, you know, they do whatever they do. But yeah, I was like, I have seven more years with her. That's it. Yeah. So while I'm choosing this stream of my business and helping all these other people, I'm like, but I'm sacrificing part of my own family, right? Yeah. And I think that's like, I haven't had the, um, the planning or the foresight or, you know, really to say like, I'm, I, for me, my business was just based on growth, but I didn't look at it in terms of the family goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have both sides and I love that mindset you went in with. So tell us a little bit about when you talk about family goals and love hearing what, like, what does yeah. that look like for your family? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I teach is to have a life priorities focused business. So when we sit down to do our business planning, we actually plan our life first. And when I tell my clients that, and when we do it over like our retreat weekends, they're like, wait, what? Like I had a a client, she's like, well, I really want to design my own Christmas cards this year. I'm like, we'll do it. Like put it on the calendar and then run your business around that. So the first thing that we do when we have, I mentioned like we have these family meetings. So when I left my corporate job, our, one of my personal biggest goals, and thankfully the family was on board was I wanted to travel once a quarter and travel for me is not going to grandma's. It's like going to Europe or like going to like really brand new places and knock on wood so far we've been able to do it. So it's been a mix of like going overseas and being in the United States. But like one of the best things was last year, we took the girls uh, for two weeks and we did uh, Europe and we did London and Scotland uh, and just, we just took them with us and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, they were nine. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, I taught them how to pack their bag and you carry your own stuff and we just go, like, we just figure it out. And so we've been really trying to incorporate experiences like that. Uh, And then for me personally, like kind of mixing the business and family, like I only take calls Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, So I strategically have these days bookended on the end of the week where I just have like flexibility. So if I want to go volunteer at their school, I can, or if I want to go do something for myself, I can. Uh, And then the last week of every month, I don't take any calls, uh, which is crazy for me because in the corporate world, that would be like, what? Uh, which gives us this whole like span of white space. So that allows me the creativity, but it also allows us some flexibility as a family to like take some day trips or do some things around the city or whatever the adventure is. Yeah. And it's fun because my girls are, they just turned 10, but they're like, 
they they're like my little buddies right now. I'm sure this will change in a couple of years. Right. They like to be around me. And so we're like, okay, what, like, what can we do? Like, what's our activity? And so that's been really fun. Uh, but it really stems from having those, those planning meetings where we're talking about like, Hey, what do you guys want to do? Or, Hey, we haven't taken a trip yet this quarter. What does that look like? Um, so that's been really cool to see it come to life. You know, as you say that, I think that I love the travel and I think, um, if you look even when we were growing up, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it just, the available, it just wasn't an opportunity, I feel like, for our parents to bring us. I don't know if travel is less expensive or people are more connected now and see, I want to see areas of the world, but that's, you know, when you talk about family goals, like, that's definitely something we do for sure. And probably, yeah, we go on vacation about four times a year. And I always say that is my, my, I still work on vacation, which is so brutal. I work five hours a day. <laughs> that is my max. But that's what's crazy that I still do that. You know, and everybody's like, yeah, take the week off. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't take the week off because I have the business I have is just, it just won't allow it. Right. Like, I, I, I can never just take the week off. Um, but I do structure in a way where it's like, okay, I'm going to wake up at like six in the morning or 5 30 and I'm going to get on my calls at six. And like, we go to Hawaii a lot because it's three hours behind. So I can still make my team out of normal time for like the whole day done. And then, you know, by 10 or 11, I'm like out with my kids on the beach and like having fun and, and we have that mm. time. But that is, that's a week where it's like, I just focus on them. You know, we do the things they want to do. And like, that is so simple to me. And everyone's like, they're traveling a lot. And I'm like, yes, but that's, that is my like white space that you have each week. Like that's what I do with my kids. What other family goals do you have? If anyone's listening, it's like, what family goals should I have? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think just for us, like, downtime is really important Mm -hmm. and it's not really like an activity, but I feel like in the day and age of there's a million activities and every single weeknight, there's some thing going on. Like we're super intentional about, Hey, when can we just have like a break day? Cause I feel like that's when everyone's the happiest. We're like, Oh my God, we don't have anything on our schedule today. So I think traveling and just like intentionally spending time together because you can just get so lost in the busy of like, Oh, let's, mm-hmm. my kids are in Irish dance and cheerleading. And it's like, you could yeah. literally go nonstop without right. like taking a breath. And so I think we've been super intentional about that. Um, I'm also just like really big into like themes and experiences. And so, you know, we talk about like, do they need an iPad? Like, and I swear my kids are like never getting a phone until they're like 20, but like, what is the, an experience that I can create for them that they're going to remember? And so those are some of the things that we've just been able to focus on more lately. Well, you know, what's interesting as we're talking, I'm thinking on the flip side, you have a lot of women who do like this morning routine, for example, where they're like, I wake up at 5.30, like I go to the gym and then I drink my greens and then I have my coffee and then I meditate for 10 minutes and like, Right now, I feel like everybody's so big on like journaling, and you know, my friend has a journal, and it has these boxes that you tick off, and it says, you know, did you have self care? Did you read for ten minutes? And it's like you're doing so many things, right, in this Mm -hmm. quest of peace, but it's almost you're almost like doing the opposite because every second of your day, yes, it's just busy and scheduled and like checking to do lists. I mean, one thing. I tell my team in particular, I'm like, do not open your email more than twice a day. Like, if somebody actually critically needs you, they will text you, they will call you. But that is just, you're just 
checking a box and like it feels good to take off a box like oh i accomplished my 10 minutes of reading but it's like is that better than having intentional downtime right like it's just it's kind of the mindset and how you're looking at it yeah yeah for sure we are almost out of time i've kept you longer i said 30 minutes probably but i kept you longer because this is so good is there any like last minute thoughts or things you want to share with anybody listening No, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is like, regardless of if you're a business owner or a mom, I think it's really important that you have your own passions, whether so whether or not you want to start your own business or not, because I feel like I'm most myself when I'm following something that I'm passionate about. And I think the things that have allowed me to do that is one, finding support, but two, we've talked a lot about like capacity, like really yeah. thinking through like, do I have just like downtime white space on my calendar? And it's like the opposite of what you think you should do. But every single time that you have that, like that free moment of, I mean, yeah. we always say like, you get your best ideas when you're out walking or you're in the shower and that's because you're not being distracted by 17 other things. So really being intentional about creating that time, is going to help you figure out like what the best next step is. I love that so much. We have at Dreamland Baby, we have no meetings Wednesday. And so we cannot have internal or external meetings. And that is a day that my team just like jams yeah. out on stuff. Like and magical. <laughs> yeah. And I, I violate that because I still put on meetings for me with outside people. But the team, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, Holly, this is so good. I could talk to you literally all day. You have an offer for us though. Is that right? Yeah. So the best thing that I would share is if you go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash CEO week, I actually teach you how to structure your week because it's the question that I get asked the most, like, what does this look like? How do you do this? And whether or not you have your own business or not, it's going to help you really figure out like what to focus on and when. And I do it. If you do have a business, I'll show you like basically what I did in eight to 10 hours a week, because that's all the time that I had. So it's just hollymariehaines.com forward slash see you a week. I love that. And where where else can we find you? Instagram, where all the places. Yeah, I hang out on Instagram. It's just the Holly Marie Haynes. And then my podcast is called Crush the Rush. And we have all, I mean, we have almost 400 episodes. So you can grab any topic you want there. (laughs) Amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you.